Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Sports. On this episode, we're talking NFL Divisional Wildcard Weekend is on the cusp. It is coming up. We're going to break down all four games and tell you how you can have a shot at winning $10,000 and more. So let's get it. Down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Curry, way down to... What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Stedman from Snapback Sports on Snapchat. Joining me today, and as always, is my longtime best friend and co-host, Abe Granoff. Abe, Happy New Year, brother. Merry New Year, Jack, as uh, Marshawn Lynch so graciously blessed us in his one interview with Seattle. Happy holidays. Merry New Year. Y'all have a great day. It's a great feeling to be back. Thank you. It is a Merry New Year. A Merry New Year. It is 2020. Exciting part of the year. Everyone is 0-0, zero and zero, not only for the playoffs, but for this decade, but more importantly, We hopefully have some new listeners coming in, and we are going to talk about how you can win $10,000 from listening to this podcast. So, we have, I won the Snapback Sports Fantasy League. I was supposed to give the winner of the league five. Rigged. Huh? Rigged. (laughs) I was supposed to give the winner of the league $500. Instead of pocketing my own money, uh, we want to have an opportunity for the fam to win it. So what we're going to do, we're each going to pick two wildcard games this weekend at the end of the podcast. Uh, place a bet, a parlay bet. If all four hit, we will be $10,000 richer. If we win the $10,000, we are going to split it up evenly with everyone who does these things. And it's very simple. It'll take you eight seconds. On Apple, if you have an iPhone, you're going to go to the Apple Podcast app. You're listening to this podcast. You're going to hit subscribe to the podcast. If you're already subscribed, you're going to hit unsubscribe and you're going to subscribe again. And then you're going to leave a review with your NFL prediction for who's going to win the Super Bowl. And there you go. Yeah. For who's going to win the Super Bowl and who's going to win Super Bowl MVP and which team that player and team will defeat. Okay. If you're on uh, Spotify, you're going to hit follow and you're going to DM your prediction to at snapback pod on Instagram. So if you Listen, have Android, I know, I know that we just, I know that we just made these rules, Jack. But before we go forward with this, we're zero and sixteen on the people's parlay. We yeah, sure we so want to go we forward are with this. Do I, I agree? I'm just making sure that we're both on the same page with this because listen, we've our track had all is not season. Great. We've had all season to scout these teams. So if there's ever right. a time to right. do it, it's now. Let me repeat real quick for your share, a chance of a share of 10 grand on iPhone or iOS, 
You're going to go to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It's purple. You're going to subscribe to the Snapback Sports Podcast. If you're already subscribed, you hit unsubscribe and then you resubscribe. You drop a review with your prediction for the Super Bowl winner over who and the Super Bowl MVP. And if you're on Android or a different phone, go to Spotify, follow the Snapback Sports Pod, take a screenshot, DM it to at SnapbackPod on Instagram with your same prediction. Best of luck to everyone. Let's go get this money, Abe. Yeah, I mean, let's give it a shot. (laughs) I have an idea, though. Why don't we... So the Super Bowl for betting is my favorite, right? Because you have all these prop bets that come out. My personal favorite is the over-under in the National Anthem, right? You're sitting there. You're watching the game. You probably had a few beers if you're over the age of 21, of course. Um, You're eating a lot, and you would just have a timer in your hand. And those what is it, 140 seconds sometimes, whatever it is, About, I don't know, yeah. are the most exhilarating 140 seconds in sports. I'm thinking we parlay the coin toss, the <laughs> over-under, and the national anthem, um, the Gatorade color, and then what else is there? We will, the first commercial. If, the first if commercial. we win this, we'll keep the 500 we risked and do that then. But there's also one more thing to talk about before we get into a 10-minute breakdown of all four games. We're actually going to segment it. But first, we're doing a really cool thing throughout the playoffs. FanDuel.com backslash snapback. Abe and I have created a contest, $5 to enter, $450 in prizes. You pick your players to create a mini fantasy team for the weekend. So right now, my team, I'm not going to reveal the whole thing, but it looks like Josh Allen, Michael Thomas, a few other players. But create your team, FanDuel.com backslash snapback. Um, you're going to have your chance to win some real money, and it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about our picks and players throughout the weekend, announce the winners on the pod. Um, so definitely get involved, fanduel.com backslash snapback. I've promoted it on the Snap Story. But it's 5 bucks. There's only 100 spots. We're already halfway filled. So when you're listening to this, there'll probably be around 20 or 30 spots, and we want some of the listeners of the pod to get in on the fun. I will make sure personally that Jack does not rig this similarly to how he did the fantasy. As league. soon as the as soon as the contest starts, which is going to be that first game, my lineup will be locked. I'll post it. Therefore, Abe cannot accuse me of cheating. So two fun, two. It's fun not just me, by the way. It's not just me. There are people it, talking. There are I people talking. I think it's just you. But um, two fun things for you guys to make some money. And uh, stay entertained if your team didn't happen to make the playoffs. Of Could, course, couldn't be me, Abe right? I, Could, huh? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be yeah, me. Of course, Abe and I's teams did. We are going to go in chronological order, so we're going to have to wait to break down Seahawks-Eagles as that's the final game of Wild Card Weekend. But let's start off on the top. We knew Houston would be in that 435 spot on Saturday, Eastern time, that is. The Bills travel to Houston both teams 10 and 6. Abe, what do we think? Jack, I have no idea. I'm just going to go. I'm going to be honest with you because both of these teams are just like huge. What what are we going to get on any given week, right? Buffalo, people seem like nobody's really bought into them because they don't really believe in Josh Allen as a thrower, but they just sneakily have been, what would they finish their record as? 10 and, ten six? and 6. Yeah, 10 and 6. Um, they have the defense. It, the The question becomes, can Josh Allen perform in the playoffs? This is his first playoff performance. Uh, Deshaun Watson last year in the playoffs fell short to the Colts. I believe that was at home, right? 
They lost that game at home. Who did? The the Texans last year in the wild card weekend in this exact spot. Um. Yeah, yeah. They because then the Colts lost to the Chiefs. Um. So the Texans are coming off a year where they played in this exact same game, um, in the exact same time slot, like we both knew it would happen. Um, against a team that's very new to the playoffs. I mean, when's the last time the Bills have been to the playoffs? It seems it like It was forever. two years ago after... The Bills the, went to the playoffs two years ago? Yeah, the Bengals knocked off the Ravens on New Year's oh, Eve. Oh, right, right, right. There was that video the that went in. viral of like them in the locker room. But I don't know. My gut is leaning towards the Texans solely for the reason that it's it's a home game, right? So both these teams, you never know what to expect, so why not ride with the home team? Because they'll have the atmosphere, a quarterback playing in his first career playoff game. The one thing that people are do question is Josh Allen and his arm, right? And so if the Texans are a team that uh, have given up, have been one of the worst passing defenses in the league, so I think they'll be willing to let Josh Allen beat them, and if they commit to stopping the run, if they commit the entire thing to packing the box, having a quarterback spy Josh Allen outside the pocket, then who knows what's going to happen with this. I think Deshaun Watson has a game under his belt in the playoffs and experience. I know that's that's been my favorite word lately, right? Yeah. Um, and experience will lead. So I think, I mean, we'll discuss more towards the end in the parlay, but I'm kind of leaning Houston here. And earlier in the week, and I know when we recorded um, for, what was it, Monday's episode? I was kind of leading Buffalo, slept on it a little bit, and I'll probably sleep on it again and change my mind. But for now, I'm kind of leading Houston. I think that your analysis of the game is very accurate, of course. It's a young quarterback, um, but Houston, you just never know what you're going to get. And to, to side with the home team is probably a safer bet. You get the better quarterback at home. You have probably more talent. J.J. Watt will return for the game, which is a big boost. Um, and then on Buffalo's side of the ball, what are your pros? I think you have a better defense, although a lot of people will say that if you check Buffalo's schedule, they kind of built stats. Remember that run early in the season where the Patriots were 8-0 and everyone was like, their schedule's soft, and I was telling you their schedule's soft and whatever. Bill's first eight games, they played Sam Darnold, Eli Manning, Andy Dalton, Tom Brady in Buffalo, they played Mariota. They played the Dolphins. They played Wentz, who played well when they won that game. And they played Washington. Um, so Did you those just like slowly eight... throw. You said went. They played Wentz, right? I just want to see I your was... hidden agenda here. You're not calling him a bad quarterback. You're just saying, okay. No, no, no. no. I singled out that he had a good performance. Just that he got a good like, performance, with... or that he's a good quarterback. That he's a good quarterback within those okay. eight. Continue. Continue. Um, so my point being that Buffalo's defensive numbers really come from the majority of the start of the this, this season because they allowed 24 to Brady in December. Lamar gets 24 in them. Um, I mean, they really, though, I'm looking at their full schedule, they don't really allow more than 20 points a game, which is pretty impressive. I would say the Eagles scored the most off them, which was 31. Um, Ravens were second most tied with the Patriots 24. So yes, their defense has held teams to low point totals, which I'm going to assume is a very good thing, but they also haven't really faced many good quarterbacks. I mean, outside of those first eight, they've faced Miami again. They faced 
Dak Prescott. They faced Denver. Um, and when they did play good quarterbacks, they let up 20-plus points. So that's enough for me to say, do you believe in Deshaun Watson showing up for this game? I do. The one thing, though, and you are a Penn State guy, so you can kind of speak on this. I think Buffalo, even with the lack of experience, kind of has the edge with Sean McDermott versus a Bill O'Brien who still won't play aggressive. He will make boneheaded decisions, whether it's calling plays or actual challenges or burning Bill O'Brien's favorite thing. Bill O'Brien's favorite thing is calling a timeout just so he can think about whether or not he wants to challenge a play. Right. It's actually, like, impressive. It is crazy, and I think, you know, you're a big experienced guy, but I just don't – I think that is a decent enough edge. These teams have not met this season, whereas a lot of playoff matchups will actually see rematches, which will be an interesting angle uh, in our breakdowns. But I just don't know which I favor more. Do I think home field matters? I really don't. I think home field has become kind of – yeah, the stadium gets loud, and when it's loud, it's a little tougher to hear. Teams have figured out how to prepare for that stuff. And when you take a lead in a playoff game, the stadium gets quiet. So – It's really, you know, if Houston scores first, of course they're going to be loud. And when teams score first, of course they have an advantage. I think home field can slightly be overrated. Um, I I just don't – I don't really feel a certain way either. Right. I'm looking at the Bills' schedule right now, and I'm kind of leaning this way towards how this game's going to go down on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. It seems to me, just looking at the scores of these games and the opponents they play and knowing who the Bills are, just as a franchise, that they played some of the most boring football in the NFL this season. You've got scores like 24-9 to against the Redskins, 17-10 to against the Steelers, 13-6 to against the Jets, 20-3 to against the Broncos. Like These just seem like the worst games ever, and I mean, it's a playoff game. And chances are I wouldn't even be interested in this game if I weren't going to like throw a prop on it or bet on it or because we have the people's parlay. So I'll obviously be tuning in um, probably from 30,000 feet in the air on an airplane. But I don't know. Does anyone really care about this game? Uh, well, I think that's that's a good question. Can the winner of the game go and beat Kansas City or, or not? Yeah. Can they go no, and beat just, Kansas you don't, City you don't have to fi- You don't have to finish your question now. The answer is no. Because what? Houston wins this game. This is the 4-5, right? Yeah. So Houston wins this game, and I guess it depends on what happens in the other game. But wait, whatever happens in this game depends what happens in the other game, I guess. But regardless, neither of these teams are being the Chiefs. Neither of these teams are going into Gillette um, or Baltimore So and winning. So I don't know. I just think this game is kind of irrelevant. It's a playoff game, so we have to care, right? I mean, I'm I'm interested to watch it. I think Josh Allen's a young quarterback. Can he make the next step? And then part two is like Deshaun Watson gets a lot of love. It was his O line's fault. Then he doesn't yeah, have he, weapons. He's got to show up. He's got to right. show up. It's time for this guy to win a big playoff game and then go on the road, whether it is to Baltimore or to Kansas City, and like make an impact in a game. He's kind of I don't know. Uh, the, the word is still out. He had success in college, so I think that there's carryover there. The matchup of the game, though, Tr- Tredavious White um, and DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins posted a 2020 picture on Twitter with him catching a ball over Tredavious from earlier in his career. 
Tredavious rated out as one of the top corners in the league, if not the top, actually, over Stephon Gilmore. Um, those two are probably neck and neck. DeAndre so, Hopkins is like is like subtly like one of just like a very good trash talker because on the field he's kind of quiet. He doesn't have much of a personality like in a social media presence, but like you see these clips of him talking smack to D'Angelo Hall in a training camp from a few years back. Then you see you better double. What number does he wear? Ten. Yeah. Or third, whatever. He's like, he tweets out, "You better double ten or something." Like D Hop, and then he's posting pictures of him over Tredavious White. Like, I don't know. I guess I kind of thought D Hop was like a quiet reserve, just go about his business and get his numbers. But like, he subtly talks a little shit. Yeah, I think. And I mean, rightfully so. Rightfully so. He now has to show up in the big game as well because while he's someone who's no doubt one of the top wide receiver talents in the league. He kind of can go quiet. He can go missing. I'm not necessarily saying in big games, but in games. Uh, unlike, like you know, and we've talked about, and we'll probably reference it as long as they're in the playoffs. Michael Thomas will catch eight balls for 100 yards <laughs> and a touchdown. He's not going to go I think quiet. eight is. I think eight is on the lower right. Side, that's his floor. Yeah. D Hop could have two catches. Tre Davis could shut him down. So that's the matchup. But I need Watson the thing about up. the thing about D Hop is that if D Hop has a bad game, he puts up like I don't know four receptions, fifty four yards, and no touchdown. Nobody's gonna say D Hop had a bad game. They're gonna blame Deshaun Watson, right? Uh, I mean, assuming correct. assuming they lose that game, no one's gonna say D Hop was shut down. D Hop had a bad game. All the blame's going to Deshaun Watson. Hundred percent, as it should be. It's a it's a quarterback's league. We're agreeing um, way too much on this episode. I think we might need to skip to the Eagles Seahawks. <laughs> no, definitely. I don't even know if we're going to agree on that. Actually, uh, disagree on that. We'll, we'll get there. Don't don't bring up the Eagles. I'm getting, you, I'm you'll getting have antsy. your time. I'm getting antsy. Um, official pick for the game. I want to take Buffalo. I really do, but I am going to go with Houston. I think it's time for Watson. I think it's a low scoring, boring playoff game. Twenty-one seventeen, Texans. Is this going towards our our parlay pick? Are we announcing our no, parlay pick? We'll we'll make those at the end. All right. So I guess the listeners, if you're smart enough, you can do the math. But I'm gonna go Texans twenty-one, Buffalo ten. Ten wow. points by Josh Allen on the road in his first playoff game. Okay, I think that could be low. But, but I actually thing, do have a feeling that in 12 hours I'll have a totally different prediction. So we better yeah, lock in fair. that parlay. The last thing before mind. we move on I'll say is Houston did struggle with the running back and uh, running quarterback in Lamar. And Josh Allen is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. So that's an interesting angle to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely a good way for you to bring up the name Lamar Jackson because he's not playing no, this week. Just, continue. just breaking down the game. Yeah, um, all right, sure let's move are. on. Saturday night. The Tennessee Titans, uh, who have just kind of been on fire. Ryan Tannehill, number one quarterback passer rating since he started for the Titans back in week eight, um, goes up against the New England Patriots, who blew the bye. Um, Now they have to play on divisional weekend. We talked about it. We wanted Brady on the road, but they obviously took care of the division. 12-4, but they were 8-0. So they are now 4-4 in their last eight games. They lose at home to the Dolphins. Uh, Brady doesn't look the same. He looks washed. Tannehill on fire. Mike Vrabel, old coach, or not old coach, old player for Bill Belichick. A lot of fun narratives here. Um, it almost won. Like, Tennessee should win this game. They're 
They're, they have a better running back. They have the rushing leader. Stop, AJ Brown stop, has been. Stop. Huh? Stop. No, I'm saying Tennessee talent wise and game. the way these teams are trending, Tennessee should win the game. They have the Tennessee better Tennessee is most definitely the, the sexy pick. We'll call it that. 100%. But they have the better running back. They have better quarterback. A.J. Brown has been awesome. He can at least take Stephon Gilmore away, right? They'll put him on him one-on-one. Uh, their defense is probably lesser than the Patriots, but Patriots defense let Ryan uh, Fitzmagic walk down the field and knock them out of the bye. So that defense hasn't been the same since they uh, have split their last eight games. But, like, this is just a game that New England wins. Correct. What else is there to say? Like it's 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 the Patriots in Foxborough against a sure I'll say it cutie, right there. They're a cutie. They've had a great year. Um, in my mind, they went eight and eight. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. Nine and seven. Yeah, they burned eight, you eight. on your eight and eight. I'm still saying eight and eight. And like you said, the the Titans have the leading rusher in the NFL in Derrick Henry. But are we willing to say that the, the Titans' running game is better than the Patriots' running game because yes. of the running back by committee? I don't know about that. I don't know. We've seen you, it in the playoffs wait. before. Wait, you're not what? ready to say the Titans have a better rushing attack than the Patriots? I'm just saying what we've seen in the past. We've seen this rushing attack with Sonny Michel, James White, Rex Burkhead, if he's not concussed. I don't know. He's concussed every other week. Um, and what do the Patriots do? They run the ball, and then they dink and dunk you with these stupid slant routes, and then they win these games. And the That's the fine. Patriots... Their offensive strategy, I understand. But the Titans have a better rushing attack. They have the NFL's leading rusher. They have a better rushing attack. That's not really up for debate. Okay, sure. In, in the regular <laughs> season. But we'll see on, on Saturday night. But nonetheless, why I think New England's going to win this game, Tennessee's passing defense is, I'll say it, atrocious. Right, they've been brutal all year. Bottom five in the NFL, worst out of the playoff teams that are left, or not left, that uh, teams that made the playoffs. So, I just think you're going to see good old Patriots playoff football in Foxborough, just establishing the run early, and then they're just going to dink and dunk you on their way. And I don't think Tannehill has the DNA in him to go into Foxborough and steal one. I understand people are saying it's the sexy pick because the Titans have been one of the hotter teams in football. But are you seriously going to sit here and tell me Ryan Tannehill is going to be Tom Brady in Foxborough? No, it, it's I not going to happen. I doubt that Ryan Tannehill. That was that was more of a group, like of, of a general question to people that are thinking, oh, maybe Tennessee's got it. A lot of people are picking Tennessee. You're right; it is the sexy pick, um, and it it I will say logically it does make sense if you remove the mystique and the turnovers. And the uh, the ball the way the ball tends to bounce in New England, and the referees tend to referee in New England. Um, I think Tennessee is a fair pick, but we know how this goes. It's Bill Belichick. Ryan Tannehill can't be Bill Belichick. He couldn't do it with the Dolphins. Although Gase is a miserable coach, I guess Mike Vrabel gives them an edge in some way. He knows how they kind of handle their business, so that is interesting in terms of a coaching perspective. And I do like him as a coach. He's pretty funny um, and a really good coach, he, like a player's coach, which I Did enjoy. Did you see what he said in the beginning of the year? What did he say? I'm going to keep it a little PG-13, but Mike Vrabel actually said, and we can find this quote, that if the Titans were to win the Super Bowl, he would cut his ass off. And we can bleep that part out. Charlie, bleep out the 
I'm just gonna say it, but Mike Vrabel actually said that. So in a sense, I'm kind of rooting for the Titans because that would be a hilarious story. <laughs> okay. And Could you imagine? Fantasy world. Yeah, 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 all right. Let's stick away from anything being cut off. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it. I'm just reporting. That's what we do. As, I, I know I you were reporting on the facts. Um, let's get an official prediction from your side. How do I, Jack, I don't think it's going to be close. I really don't. I think uh, we're looking at 31-17 New England. And I don't think I think that 31-17 isn't that it's going to be – a little back and forth and the Patriots are going to like pull away with maybe two late fourth quarter scores. I'm talking like from start to finish, the Patriots are going to dominate this football game. They're going to show they're the new England Patriots and just run the table throughout this game. Okay. I'm going to go 21, 17. I just don't know if they can, I don't know if they can put up 31 points. I know how bad that defense is. So we'll see. It's like a lesser of two evils. Is Brady going to finally do something against a weak pass defense? Or is that weak pass defense going to be kind of have a Band-Aid over it with Tom Brady's lack of ability to throw the ball at this point in his career? So I think they get key turnovers because Henry. That's just crazy to think about that you can just say that. I mean, I'm not I mean, saying I disagree. I'm not saying no, I disagree. Brady is an absolute shell of himself. And look, Peyton Manning, I was just watching, you know, a decade recap, and Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl when he was potentially worse than Tom Brady right now. Oh, no, he, so, he was worse. The, the defense was just actually, he was piggyback riding that defense. Exactly. So to say that Tom Brady, like, I'm not counting them out. Um, I think having to go to Kansas City and then Baltimore would be just way too much because that defense is not the level that the Broncos was. But to win a home playoff game with that experience against a quarterback who's never won in that city um, is a safe bet for me. I think just you can't, the way to beat them is fairly simple. You blitz Brady, you play man-to-man on, against his really bad weapons, and then you can't turn the ball over. You play a perfect, clean game, and you can win the game. And I think with the rush attack, potentially could do that. But Tannehill is just he's kind of they're, – they're slinging that thing. Gilmore should shut down A.J. Brown. He's a rookie. And I think New England wins a tight one. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see this as tight as all at all. I think we see the playoff New England Patriots that we've seen for the past 450 years, and they steamroll this team. Because, mainly because the Titans are the sexy pick, just as a big F you to everyone that's saying that. Yeah, that, it feels like when I thought the Chargers could beat New England in New England last year, and I learned from my mistake. So, never doubt the GOAT. <laughs> um, on to Sunday. I know you're On to Sunday, anxious. baby. On to Sunday. But before we get there, so when we recorded on Monday, um, I said that I wanted to get to a point in my life where I could take the Minnesota Vikings, more specifically Kirk Cousins, to beat New Orleans in the Superdome because I think they have a very complete football team. I think Cousins has been playing very well this year. I think that Diggs and Gilmore and Dalvin Cook can give really any defense problems. And then on the other side of the ball, outside of Xavier Rhodes, the Minnesota defense is really strong. Um, After 72 hours of thought and deliberation, I just could not get there. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it'll be a fun one. I think it'll be a back-and-forth game. I actually think it'll be a shootout before I see good defense. 49.5 is a very low over-under for that game, in my opinion. But that's the over-under? Huh? That's the over-under in that game? Yeah. Don't you feel like that's low? 
Should we skip picking a side in that game in the parlay and take that over? Since I know we have a little disagreement on that amount of points. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like that over as well. Yeah, I think that's probably We'll talk about angle. it, but like Go ahead. I'll I'll let you I'll let you finish your point. But that, that well, was No, I I wasn't really in the middle of the point, but I yeah, I think back and forth game like I said that the Vikings have a good offense. The the Saints defense is weird. Like it's it's solid. But how good really is it? Drew Brees has been Drew Brees. If he doesn't miss six games, he's low key in the MVP race. He twenty seven touchdowns, only four interceptions. He missed out on the NFL record, which he holds of completion percentage by point one percent. Like he's kind of being slept on. Whereas Brady's trending down. Drew Brees and he did look shaky at the beginning of the year, but since he's been back, he's just looked lights out. Um, which is just another reason why I think there's going to be a ton of points on Sunday. Yeah, no. So I, I was doing a little bit further research just to establish my point of just not betting on Kirk Cousins in the playoffs because I'm smarter than that. I was raised better. Has and Kirk Cousins the, ever lost in the playoffs? Ever lost in the playoffs? I don't know. Who cares? It's Kirk Cousins, dude. Well, that's my point. Everyone, you know, prime time. He's never performs, but this is a Sunday 1 p.m. game. Uh, he's never lost in the playoffs. I mean, he's never won in the playoffs. I don't think he's made the playoffs. This could be, it could just be a regular Sunday for Kirky K. Kirky C. Wow, I, uh, I definitely don't see it that way. I'm actually looking up if Kirk Cousins, let's see. Oh, Kirk Cousins made the playoffs. When? Um, In 2015 with the Redskins. He lost, for sure. 29 of 46, 329, a touchdown, no interceptions. All right, Kirk, not bad. Okay. I mean, you like I'm sure, that? I'm sure the uh, – <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I'm sure the stats don't tell the story of that game. I'm sure he was the reason they lost. But – so I did a little bit further research about this game, and I stumbled upon the Vikings schedule, which was pretty easy to find, as a matter of fact, if you just – um, <laughs> The Vikings have not beaten – they've beaten one single team this year that finished the season over 500, that being the Philadelphia Eagles. But they have beaten literally nobody. I mean, I'm not going to say nobody, but, God, their schedule was so easy. They lost to Green Bay once, Chicago once. Last week of the season doesn't count. Kansas City by three. Chicago in the beginning of the season. Green oh they lost to Green Bay twice and Chicago twice. Um, yeah, so Green Minnesota is really like not beaten any solid teams. Whereas the Saints, aside from one other team that I'm blanking on the name, are probably one of the hottest teams in football since week eleven after that bad bad loss to the Falcons at home. They've put up more than thirty points every game but one. And that was in a win against Atlanta at Atlanta when they put up 26. They're just throwing points on the board left and right. I know they lost in a shootout to San Fran, but, I mean, you still put up 46 points against that defense. So that speaks to something. So the Saints are rolling in as one of the hottest teams in football. And, I mean, do we have to talk more about just Kirk Cousins in the Superdome in the playoffs? I mean, it it it, it tells the story for itself. I I agree with that. I think this is going to be a shootout, but you could put a gun to my head and I couldn't pick the Vikings. I'm sorry. I just couldn't do it. 
it feels like if I go with the Saints, then we're going to be four for four same predictions. But I agree, it's the it's the revenge Minnesota miracle. The Saints. Are, oh yeah, that was that was another thing. I think I think this the Vikings are soon becoming like the little brothers of the NFL in a sense that they're always going to show up and like whatever. But like come big moments, like they're still just little bro. You know what I mean? Like this, there's this notion that it's a revenge game from the Minnesota, Minneapolis, whatever you want to call it, miracle from two years ago or whatever that was. Um, and thank God that happened because the Eagles would not have beaten the Saints in the NFC Championship game and gone to the Super Bowl. But I don't know. It's just there's no revenge game. There's no this. There's no that. It's Kirk Cousins. It's the Minnesota Vikings. I'll never take them seriously. Vikings fans, I don't care if you're mad. But there's just no way in hell they go into the Superdome on Sunday and beat a team like the Saints, who, as you said, Drew Brees has been one of, if not the best quarterbacks in football this year and like a sneaky MVP Definitely candidate. if not. Definitely not if not. Okay, but I'm fair. saying if those five games that he missed, right? He's just sneakily just been unbelievable throwing up all these points every week. You got Michael Thomas. You got Kamara. Sorry, Minnesota. It's not happening. It's just not. Alright, I'm going 31-24 in a game that's like, it's not not close, but it's also not close. So I'm Define going, that. it'll be Define one score, that. I just don't know how it gets there. <laughs> Wait, it's not not, repeat that, it's not not close, but it's not close. How many knots is that? That's, that's the double negative up front to say it's close, <laughs> or it's not, it's not I don't know what it is, but I don't even know the game's going to finish one score, but it's going to feel like the Vikings never had a chance late, but that they were in it early. So just take that for whatever it's worth. I, like, I just have no idea what you just said. I am going New Orleans 30. I don't know. I feel like all year I've been picking weird scores, right? So I'm going to stick to that. New Orleans 36. And the over-under is 49.5. I like the over. Quick math in my head. I'm going to take Minnesota 25. I don't know how okay. you arrive at those numbers in football nowadays, but 36 to 25 New Orleans. And I'm not. I'm only going to use one knot. It's not going to be close. <laughs> Plain and simple. Well, you just – yeah, 11 points. I guess that's it's not too close. All right. I'm talking about like the, the whole – when you're watching the game, you're never going to sit there and think, oh, Minnesota, they might have a chance. Oh, here it comes. And it's okay. ne- that's never going to happen. It's going to be start to finish New Orleans. Fair Just enough. like I think All it's right. going to be in New England. You ready? Why don't you read an ad first? Mm, no, we'll read that breath. before the people's parlay. That's going to win us 10 grand. Um, the final game on Wild Card Weekend Slate is the Seattle Seahawks. At the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, before we get into this game, just need to reference back about six minutes ago when Abe said the Minnesota Vikings didn't beat anyone good this year. The Minnesota Vikings did defeat the I Philadelphia said, Eagles I by 18 st- points. Did you just like not listen to when I said that they beat one team over 500 and it happened to be the Philadelphia Eagles? I did. And then later in your thing, you literally said they didn't beat anyone good. So I just wanted to make sure you understand where you categorize your football team. We have arrived... Um, it's been a long, tumultuous season for Abraham. You, you, because yeah, okay, I was going to say, don't say for you, because you have no idea. Because he began the season with, we're the best team in the league, we're, we're going to win the Super Bowl, we're going to easily win the division. He got Still there did. in the division, and now they get to host a home playoff game. 
Um, I've been supporting. I've been somewhat supportive over the past fourteen days um, since. No, I you went have to not. Adam. No, you have yeah. not. What do you You've mean? spent. You spent. I don't know how many minutes on a couple episodes ago, absolutely shitting on the Philadelphia Eagles. How you hope they make the playoffs because of how bad they are and how they'll get embarrassed. No, 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 not in the past fourteen days. That was prior to the Dallas. Uh, oh, fifteen days ago, my I bad. Made. Fourteen in the past fourteen days, I've said I hope the Eagles go on and make the Super Bowl. So if the Ravens get there, we'll have a cakewalk in Miami. Um, <laughs> plus, for the content, it would be spectacular just to watch you think you guys have a chance and then be you by triple digits. Um, backs against the wall, do your whole dance. You know what it is. I want to root for you guys, but I think I've finally found peace within myself, and I'm not going to pick the Eagles. Oh, you're so... look, look! Look how mature you've become. Um, I, for one, am going to pick the Eagles. So the Eagles played Seattle sometime in November. I don't know. I was actually there for that game. Uh, yes. miserable game. Finished seventeen to nine. Seattle. It was raining. At the time, the Eagles were five and five, I believe, and Seattle was eight and two. So Seattle was one of the hotter teams in football, and the Eagles were not. Uh, Carson Wentz. The Eagles turned the ball over five times that game. Five times. Carson Wentz had a QBR of twenty nine point three and a quarterback rating of seventy five point eight. I don't really know what those numbers mean, but I know they're not good. Um, at that time, the Eagles were. Healthier, we still don't know about Zach Ertz's status this upcoming week, but in that game he was 12 for 91 and a touchdown. But the story of the game was the five turnovers, and you look, and the fact of the matter is the Eagles were still in it and lost by one possession. So that's what I think the Eagles rolled. I'm not going to say roll, but that's why I think the Eagles definitely win. Let's start with the home field advantage. We, you, you saw it firsthand. The link was rocking against Dallas, right? Sure. Like I said, home field overrated, but sure. Okay. Anyway, the link was rocking against Dallas. It's only going to be rocking, if not more, against Seattle on Sunday, the last game of Wild Card Weekend. Um, Seattle, decimated run games since then, have lost Rashad Penny, who had, when we played them in the first match, had 14 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. He's out. Chris Carson, who had a spectacular year, he's out. They brought back Marshawn Lynch, who is 185 years old and 475 pounds, though I do love him. So that's, I'm just not going to disrespect him. Yeah, you Marshawn. opened the podcast with a quote from No, him. no, yeah, I, I've got nothing but love for Marshawn Lynch until Monday. But, I mean, until Sunday. But, listen, what do we do? We stop the run. So they're not going to be able to run the ball on us. I'm saying that flat out. In order for Seattle to win this game, Russell Wilson is going to have to be magical. And I don't think he, Okay, but you'll continue. have your time, but Russell Wilson will have to be magical Can you break that best, down for me? Like genuinely, I want to know why you think that. Because they don't have a run game, not to mention that we are the third best rushing defense in the league, so we know that they're not going to run we can commit more to the pass and know that they're going to have to pass it more because they're just they they know that they can't run on us and the, D, the secondary isn't as bad as people think. I know it's been all year. The Eagles secondary is disgusting. It's awful. But Darby's out, whatever. Craven LeBlanc is a notorious playoff performer. 
You go back last year, strap ENT. Why do they call him strap? Because that's what he does. That's what he said in his interview. I strap. And Craven straps. Um, I don't. Did Lockett get hurt at the end of that game last week? He did. Yeah, so, but I'm going to assume he plays. Um, and listen, Carson Wentz has just been one of the most dominant quarterbacks in football of recent. He's been carrying this team on his back. He's been absolutely spectacular down the stretch. The team is revolving around him. He's leading these guys. They're responding. Um, and, I mean, I looked at, just looked at the spread, and we opened up as one-and-a-half-point favorites and since have moved to one-and-a-half-point dogs. I think we've seen this movie before about the Eagles being underdogs, people counting us out, and that's the last thing you want to do. I think Russell Wilson has to be magical in order to beat us, and I don't think he will to the sense, and I think Carson Wentz, it's his first playoff game, so we're going to have to learn. Hopefully the the E-word doesn't matter, you know what I mean? But Doug Yeah, Peterson, it's very convenient, that experience. No, no, super. <laughs> experience is just out the window here. The most experienced no, yeah, playoff quarterback yeah, in the NFC, potentially. No, experience is not a thing come Sunday at 440. Um, I think, listen, like, does anyone th- – you? I mean, I'm surprised that you're picking Seattle. You're picking Seattle solely because of me, right? All year you've been the biggest Seattle Seahawks. I hate you. Right, but you also hate the Seahawks a little less, and that's why you're wrong. No, they're, they're, they are the most fraudulent team in the league. There's no doubt. So I don't know how a fraudulent team wins a playoff game. I just don't. Because fraudulent means they are not what they appear to be. So while they were a literal inch away from um, you know the third third place in the NFC, winning the division, beating the Niners, they are I think not. They would necessarily... have been a two seed if they won that game. No. Uh, no, they they would have been a three. The Saints would have jumped up to two. Um, so what? with that being said, they would have been you know. The, the NFC West winners, 12-4. and four. So fraudulent just means they're not what they appear. So I don't believe that they're really 11 or almost 12-win 12, 12 team. I think they're probably a 8-9, 10-win team. They've had luck really fall their way. If you flip all their one-score uh, games this year, they would have been 4-12. and 12. So, look, Russ, they, Russ has always gotten it done in clutch moments, so you can't take that fully away from them. But I just don't think they are that complete. You're right. The running game is gone. They're fraudulent, without a doubt. But you guys stink. The Eagles freaking stink. Their defense, they have one good portion of their defense. It's that run defense, sure. So you're going to make Russell Wilson come pass the ball against. Yeah, you're right. The, de- the pass defense isn't uh, as bad as it's been made out to be. But it's not good. And it's not going to stop Tyler Lockett, Decaf, Metcalf, uh, Decaf, whatever Decaf, the Metcalf. freaking. Huh? Decaf, Metcalf. Get out of here. Decaf Metcalf. Um, Lynch is going to run tough. He'll have his typical 14 for 60 meaningful rushing yards in the playoffs. You guys stink. That's the difference in the game. Russell Wilson, yeah, he's really not great on the road in the playoffs. Um, He hasn't gotten a ton of great playoff wins without an incredible defense, which they don't have that defense. But you guys are not good. You beat the Giants Two times, barely. You beat the Redskins. You guys aren't hot. Carson Wentz is playing out of his mind to carry this team to the playoffs and nine wins. We're in the playoffs, baby. These are real professional football teams, not these XFL, AAF football teams that you are barely beating. 
this is where it all ends. And if you guys win, I'm happy because that's one one better team that's out of the playoffs. So, so you, you so you have it perfect, right? Because of course. This is a win-win. For... That's how you got to set yourself up in life, Abraham. Well, what you, know you that. fail to realize is that Seattle has a bottom ten rushing defense in the league, a bottom I'm not that great at math, six or seven passing defense in the league. Is and Lane Carson Johnson West, playing? Uh, up in the air. But we've won is Brandon Brooks down the playing? Stretch. Brandon Brooks is out for the year, my friend. That's correct. Is Deshaun Jackson playing? Deshaun Jackson hasn't played since 1950. Is Miles Sanders playing? I think so. Is Jordan Howard playing? I think so, but I don't know in what capacity. But who cares? Okay. You've got that little man. A lot of things. Running like an animal. A lot of key players missing. Yeah, sure. Right. They but don't we've have had that all year. They don't have Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. Running backs don't matter. How 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 many podcasts have we been recorded that I told you running backs do not matter? And what the they do, they just brought in the, in the most experienced. Long term running backs don't matter. Okay, Jack, you were stop stop. What? What? You're spinning that. You're saying running backs don't matter in a one playoff game is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How? We're talking about drafting a running back. No, no, no. no. Early I'm th- talking about the fact that you think you how big ridiculous. of a drop off, how big of a drop off is Chris Carson to Marshawn Lynch? It's not that damn big. I mean, it is. For a single game, that is for not For a guy who's been of out difference. of the NFL the entire season, you think he just comes back in game shape? Are you stupid? I, I didn't say that. Did I say that? Run so that back. Saying, Did I say you're that? Saying how, you're saying how big of a drop-off is Carson Wentz? I mean, not Correct. So Correct. You're, you're getting me How mad. big? You're getting me mad. How big? Chris Carson how and big? Marshawn. Drastically big. Drastic difference. Really? Because Boston freaking Scott came in and scored three touchdowns in a Week 17 NFL game. It doesn't matter. These guys can come off the streets and do anything. It's about the blocking. Yes, there is a difference in this pace and the amount of carries that one player can receive if they haven't played all season. So, but the so, difference is not drastic. Running backs don't so matter. Let me get this Miles straight. Sanders- the, difference, the difference between a guy who ran for 1,230 yards issues? Yes. and seven touchdowns to a fat 75-year-old washed-up uh-huh. running uh-huh. back in Marshawn Lynch coming back and just he's going to make that big of an impact that Chris Carson would have? Stop. No, he won't. He won't. But the difference is not that drastic, and you'll see on Sunday. Because if if Miles Sanders was out, what would you be saying? That you're screwed because you have Boston Scott? Next man no. up. Next man exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. So you know. But this isn't next I man know. up. It's, it's, oh, you're on the street. Why don't you come play for our organization? In I'll tell you. I can't believe the, that you're I'll tell you where the drastic Lynch. difference is. The drastic difference is in you losing the best offensive lineman in the league. That's your drastic difference. Teams don't recover without their best guard. That's not how it works. Your guy, I don't even know who it will be, and I don't even know if you'll know who it will be, but he will be getting eaten alive. And if Kelsey's out, or not Kelsey, Kelsey if Johnson's out, out as if Johnson's out and Brooks is, are both out, it's over. Once you had a good run. Welcome to the playoffs, kid. You can't just skate by Dwayne freaking Haskins and Eli Manning and hope that oh, you're yeah, going to yeah. win. We're so afraid of the Seattle's bottom 10 rushing defense that it's going to matter that big on the offensive line and bottom seven passing de- defense in the NFL. Bobby Wagner will physically eat... Whoever is not to mention, the ball. not to mention, they just lost their starting linebacker, Michael Kendricks, who honestly okay. should be in prison for um, what did he do? He had some uh, 
Some crazy crime he committed. Uh, he was on the Eagles, too. Uh, insider trading. He was supposed to get like put in prison like two years ago, and somehow he's still playing in the NFL. Nonetheless, this is our game, baby. This is our game. We're going 1-0 this week. Our backs are against the wall. People like you, nimrods like you, should I say, are doubting us. And No, the, the actual fact that people are doubting the Seahawks is scary. You have been doubting them for six months. Well, they're not good. But you guys are worse. That's my point. And they have the better quarterback. That's crazy, though, because we seem to be hosting this game. You would think they the have better the team. better quarterback. They have the better weapons. They have the better defense. They have the better team. They don't have the better defense. What are you talking about? Why, why don't they? Okay, so let's go through it. The Eagles, third best rushing defense in the league at 90 yards a game. Seattle, 22nd at 117 yards per game. Ooh, those, those 27 yards really, really going to go crazy. Now let's go to the other aspect of what happens on defense. The Eagles, 19th in the league. Not great. All great. 241 yards per game um, in the air they give up. Seattle, 264. When Russell Wilson played us the first time, 13 of 25, 200 yards, a touchdown interception. We got to him six times, um, sacked him six times. That Who is won the game. That's my point because you're you're out here on a rant telling me that Russell Wilson has to play magical, and you still haven't answered that question for me. Why does he have to play magical if he played god awful and they still beat you by eight points? Because. They had a running back in Rashad Penny then who put up 130 yards to, to okay. carry him. And our offense was anemic that day. So where was that top-ranked defense? They gave up 17 points to, an at the time, was an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. At the time. Actually, that might have been the game. You know what? You should be thanking the Philadelphia Eagles. There's no thanking. Russell Wilson could have thrown for 800 yards. And giving Lamar, Lamar Jackson the MVP. MVP award. That yeah, game okay. solely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Whatever you, you want to say. Thanking. All right, make you your know prediction. what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. You will see come Sunday. This is what we do. This is what the Eagles do when their backs are against the wall. They play at their best. The link is going to be rocking. I got Philly fans in my DMs hyping up this game. Honestly, I haven't thought much about this game until this segment. Thank God because I'm on vacation. Because if I was sitting at home like going to work every day, I'd just be on YouTube like watching hype videos and stuff like that. So for my mental sanity, vacation has been a blessing for me for this game. Um, I land late Saturday night, so I won't have too much time to think about it and drive myself nuts before kickoff on Sunday. Regardless, Sunday, the link is rocking. Carson Wentz is playing one of the best, playing like one of the best quarterbacks in football right now, and he's going to show it on Sunday. All right, make your pick. What's the over-under in this game? Do you have that I handy? No, Just make your pick. 45 points. You just made that up. But. No, it's, I'm looking at it, but. Eagles. Okay. 27. Seahawks. 17. Okay. Nope. Seahawks. 19. Okay. Now so, your turn. You're. Nasty weapons are going to expose their solid pass defense and their pass offense, which is why do you popping. keep saying that their their pass defense is solid when it's the teams that are the only teams that are worse in the NFL than them are the Giants, the Texans, the Buccaneers, the Cardinals, and the Lions. Okay, 
They're nasty um, pass defense. Get them out of here. I'm going 24-17 Seahawks. Oh, like, I forgot. I forgot that I asked. Uh, yeah, you I guys totally are finally playing a real ones. football team. It's gonna kind of be a rude awakening. I, wait, I oh, wait. That. So we're playing a real football team or a fraudulent football team? You're playing a real playoff team. Okay. Who, who is good? They're just not great. That's what I've been saying all year. Um, and they're appropriately placed, and they will come into Philly, that raucous environment, and beat you. Um, all right, let's get to the people's parlay. That's what everyone's here for. Share it, ten thousand dollars. If it doesn't hit, we need to pay for it with some way. So real quick, ad read from our friends at Untuck It. Uh, with more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your Untuck It style online or check out some of their 80 brick-and-mortar stores. Go to UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com. Promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E. For 20% off blue. Also will be the mood of Abe after the Seahawks win. All right. We're going to. Oh, that was we so don't, corny. That was so corny. We don't know do who we're going to pick. That's disrespectful to a sponsor. You are going joke. to obviously take the Eagles money line. And I'm going to allow you to take it. It will be the last I'm 20, game. I'm 23 years old. Turning 24 in two months. You don't allow me to do anything. Get that okay. out Okay. Um, so. When the Eagles lose, and that's the final piece of the parlay, that will be on Abe. So you guys can come <laughs> at Abe at Abe underscore or just at Abe Granoff on Instagram. Um, Abe underscore. But I do have a question about this people's parlay, if I may. Yeah. You know my stance on it, but I'm asking for you. There's a lot of money at risk, right? If we go three for three, are we going to hedge? Well, that's my point, is it's going to be on the Eagles. So you can hedge, and we can hedge collectively as a podcast. Um, that's for what I'm listeners. asking. Will we be hedging if we start three for three? Because you I know tell that, me. I know you that tell I'm me, thinking... because the final pick's going to be Eagles money line. Oh, so it's up to me? Yeah. So it's about my morals as a Philadelphia Eagles fan or my, my family in snapback sports, right? Who do That's I put great. first, my football family or my podcast family? I guess we'll find out. Okay. We'll, we'll leave it up for debate. Um, let's start in the first game. Buffalo, Houston. Um, well, let me just get my – well, I guess we have – We both conclu- agreed on Houston. Huh? We both agreed on Houston. Okay. Houston minus two and a half. New England minus five. Minnesota, New Orleans over, and the Eagles money line. That's it. That's it. I think I think the over in the in the Minnesota game is a good move because you like the Minnesota points, but I didn't want to touch that points with the ten foot pole. I don't I okay. don't want anything involved with Kirk Cousins in a bet. That's fine. Come Sunday afternoon. So what does that pay out finally? Do you have it? Um, I will. I'll plug it up. It's going to be about eighty five to eighty nine hundred, but. Um, we're going to tack on some extra thanks to untuck it and make it a clean 10 grand. If these four bets, win. those four bets, one more time, Houston minus 2.5, they have to win by field goal or more new England minus five. They have to win by six or more total points over 49.5. So we need a 50 burger between Kirky cuz and drew do 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 breeze. Shout out. Huh? That's such a lock. Shout out Boo Boo Schuster, by the way. And then no, that, that was the best tweet like ever. 
no, he he. I thought it was the greatest tweet of all time. I really did because for those of you who don't not, know, we're referring to Antonio Brown and the soap opera that is his social media. But 21 hours ago, he tweeted, just took the Browns to the Super Bowl poop emoji. So he has okay. already yep. well, he, yep. he won up. He won-upped himself. <laughs> he was the greatest receiver in the league, and now he's the greatest person on Twitter. Maybe in its history. TBD. Final pick, Eagles money line. One last time, for $10,000, go subscribe on iOS or unsubscribe and resubscribe. Drop a review. For your Super Bowl champ, who they're going to defeat, and the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, if you're on Spotify, you're going to follow the Snapback Sports Podcast, and you are going to send a screenshot of that to at SnapbackPod on Instagram with that same prediction for $10,000. Your chance at ten grand. Houston minus 2.5, New England minus 5, New Orleans, Minnesota over 49.5, and the Eagles to defeat the Seattle Seahawks. Abe? We will be in contact, but the listeners will not hear from us until Monday morning. We're going to have a hot mic. You understand that. We, you know we record Sunday nights, which means it's going to be a hot mic post Philly, Seattle. So, I mean, one of us is going to come out firing, but you know you have that responsibility to hit record on Sunday I, night. I just want nope, you to know. Nope. I'm okay. Let's just, okay. I'm going to, Okay. Oh my god, I can't imagine getting on the microphone after a playoff loss. 2020, a beautiful year of positivity, friendship, and family. Snapback fam, thank you for joining us. Good luck Merry to New all year. your teams. Go Birds! Good luck to all your teams in the playoffs. Much love.